Hello and welcome at Logistics Conversations, the podcast of the Cluster for Logistics Luxembourg. Through this podcast, you will discover the international world of our sector. Even better, you will hear passionate people and their exciting small and important stories. Logistics is essential in Luxembourg and we want you to have a look behind the scene. Good morning, my name is Ronnie Wolf and I am your host today. The year 2021 comes to an end and I am here to wrap it up with Cluster Manager Malik Zeniti. Good morning Ronnie, it's a pleasure to be on this side of the microphone for one time. Good morning Malik. After a dozen podcasts as host, you are now interviewed for the first time. Actually it's not really for the first time because our colleagues from Luxembourg Unplugged, they interviewed us in summer about the uh, supply chain. But uh, indeed, I've never been interviewed on logistics conversations. The logistics sector expected a challenging year 2021. In what way did the pandemic and Brexit worsen the situation for the sector? Yeah, luckily I have to say the Brexit did not confront most players in Luxembourg directly, with some exceptions. Uh, but the pandemic cast a lot of difficult times. Uh, at the end of 2021, uh, the economic situation for the sector was not so bad than anticipated due to capacity constraints that created a need for expertise and competence. Uh, the companies that had well planned and secured their needs in partnerships, and that me, I mean the industry, they could sleep better than everybody who relied on spot market quotes this year. So probably the sector is tired and hopes to find some relief over the next uh, weeks, but it will not be quiet uh, before it comes to a normal situation. For a networking association like Clusters for Logistics, it was obviously suffer, uh, a lot of suffering during a contact lockdown. What did you do to keep contact with the members? Actually, um, very early uh, when the COVID epidemic started, we started planning webinars, not only ourselves, but also many of our partner organizations, like the Chamber of Commerce uh, or LIST or Lux Innovation, and obviously also many customers. Uh, then um, we have to thank the Ministry of Mobility and Public Works because they supported the, uh, uh, the idea of running a podcast throughout 2021. And I think that was an excellent uh, suggestion. So we started to listen to a lot of podcasts ourselves, like Supply Chain Leaders, Luxembourg Unplugged or the BVL German podcast to get inspiration and plan our themes and speakers. Then throughout the year, actually, we had a lot of virtual meetings with Zoom and Teams and whatever you call it, and even breakout rooms uh, were tested before we were able to meet people and visit uh, our member companies uh, mostly after the summer. So several we still were able to organize several hybrid and for the last three months more physical events took place uh, as we talk here in mid of uh, December on the day where Germany elects a new chancellor after 16 years. So we had uh, also some government representative uh, in our hybrid uh, events like Claude Thomas, Minister of Energy, or recently Minister Franz Fayot, Minister of Economy, was our guest. Um, and uh, also Minister Gramenia uh, is also regular with our cluster, our sister, the cluster, the mar maritime cluster. The difficult times like we are going through now are often seen as opportunities for the most reactive players. And uh, which imp projects impressed you most this year? 
Yeah, obviously the uh, the project to run the podcast with Isabel Connot was a, a, a nice one. But coming back, I think that uh, for young people who some, sometimes even had to start uh, in a new company, uh, this was difficult times. So the young people that learn logistics, they have really shown resilience and Uh, that's key to develop competence and to be accepted in this industry, which is uh, rather stressful from time to time. Uh, my uh, heroes are the drivers because they, the truck drivers, they had really tough times. Uh, there was time they had no toilets on the highway, no catering. Uh, there was perceived risk uh, during their job to get ill. They had little support and uh, not really a lot of merci during a good part of the time uh, where we could partly work under acceptable conditions in home office, for example. So really the truck drivers, they are my heroes. We also have uh, companies who are winners of uh, this epidemic because they help uh, to solve the problem uh, and uh, to uh, uh, work on the health side. Be medical in Hosingen is a good example of them. This company And uh, the CEO of that company was our first on our first podcast, Luc Provo. They managed under pressure to rearrange the complete way they produce to add automation and invest heavily so that they could supply what is required to help protect uh, the new deep frozen vaccines during shipment and at arrival. So this allowed logistics and healthcare people to do their work to vaccinate the world is a continuing effort and uh, it has to be done in every corner not only the major cities where infrastructure is good currently as we start talking after alpha beta gamma of the omicron uh, uh, virus This is another company which was quite successful in helping um, was astron which we visited also with our members uh, in October. They are building shelter and warehouses to do business, uh, to maintain appropriate stock in the right location. And that's often uh, easy to see uh, when you manage uh, yourself under pressure and you need to deliver. So my respect goes also to the automation of industry in a company like Astron in Luxembourg, and uh, they need to increase um, their effort there. There's another member of ours which we would like to uh, also mention here, which is uh, Biogro. This is the supply chain arm of the Naturata shops, well known in Luxembourg. As, and they are forerunners on the electromobility, so they walk the talk. They invested uh, in the first electrical vehicle for freight transportation in Luxembourg when there was no incentive available for it or defined by government, because that's in their DNA and they know the customers will understand and support, and that requires really our deep respect. So those are the ones I would like to highlight today. Okay. Um, the Luxembourg sector keeps also investing in new infrastructures to establish strong competitive companies. Which projects, well, infrastructure projects uh, that were recently accomplished would you also highlight? Um, since 2006, the cluster for logistics, when it was created in 2009, is following on infrastructure. So obviously we are quite uh, happy and, and uh, also proud that the Eurohub Center, uh, which that's the way we call the area around Compton, has seen major expansion this year come to an end. Company uh, Global, uh, top three company Kuhn Nagel, opened their latest fulfillment center in Compton with uh, 35 34,000 square meter 
of additional warehouse space. So now they have 100,000 square meter in this location close to the airport. Uh, their major customers um, developed also very strong. It's uh, the running, the Swiss running shoes companies own. Uh, you can see a major tweet on LinkedIn, which uh, achieved over over 35,000 uh, views. And um, they also care for the B-Medical Systems products, which are prepared to be shipped across the world um, that we introduced. Uh, even in traditional subsidiary, the German company DB Schenker, is, that is also very strong in air freight over the last two years, is expanding in Kontan with a new 7,000 square meter warehouse with, in, in cooperation with our member VW, uh, WDP. Uh, the former managing director Axel Quatt explains this very well in one of our last podcasts. I think it's number three or four. Okay. Um, sustainability is a very important topic at the moment. So um, we as the cluster, we also have the Lean and Green program, which continued through the pandemic with two new labeled companies and two star awards. Can you tell us more about this program? Yeah, I would go back to 2009 in 2009, the work was planning to save 20% by 2020, 20% carbon dioxide. And in order to encourage companies, a program was launched that Luxembourg took up. It came from the Netherlands, and we took it up in 2014. And in the meantime, over a dozen companies addressed this challenge, and all star winners achieved more than 20% savings. Uh, since now until 2030, the new challenge uh, will be more than 50% savings, carbon dioxide savings. The program is going on. The Lean and Green program is a sustainable logistics initiative offered by the Cluster for Logistics Luxembourg. It's done in collaboration with the Ministry of Mobility and Public Works in Luxembourg, who is our sponsor there. And over the last seven years, the Cluster for Logistics Luxembourg already trained and supported with dedicated specialists uh, to, to help companies establish a plan and achieve part of the goals for shippers, logistics or transport companies in their sustainability efforts. The Lean and Green initiative envisions to support companies from the logistics and transportation sector. Uh, we help them to implement a set of self-defined measures to reduce their carbon dioxide emissions linked to transportation or warehousing activities. And the goal is more than 20%. Uh, actually, now the minimum is 20%, and uh, you really have to achieve 30, 35. And by 2030, we probably will all have to have found 50%, over 50% carbon dioxide savings. Some companies which were uh, in our program this year is... Uh, the Verband, that's an agricultural cooperative that sells products and solutions, as well as a mobility specialist, Alice Lenz, which is a major passenger transport company. Uh, they offer transport and mobility solutions. And they have set up an action plan now that provides both companies the framework to reduce their carbon dioxide emissions in, with at least 20% in not more than five years. Uh, the other two companies which uh, we awarded this year is the Luxport Group. That's an international transport company uh, whose CEO, actually, or managing director, Jürgen Helton, was also one of our podcasts. They are based in the port of Mertert and also in Trier. And uh, another company which was successful is company Transalliance, which is based down in Dudelange. 
It's an international road transport company uh, which uh, has strong activity across France. And they also demonstrated the 20% reduction compared to 2015. So for those achievements, both companies received their first Leaning Green Star in Luxembourg uh, from Minister Thomas in October. Okay. Uh, logistics companies need to reduce their costs to stay competitive, but also their greenhouse gas emissions need to go down to stay in business. The European Fit for 55 program announced by the EU Commission is being negotiated and will force companies to review logistics operations. What are the challenges for forerunners in sustainable services? Yeah, Fit for 55 is not uh, to get uh, be ready to retire at age 55. It's uh, something different. It's really to uh, save 55% or more carbon dioxide. Um, we did an effort at the Cluster for Logistics to support industry to use, for example, tools like an Ecoliner, which is a truck which measures 25 meters, and it has uh, five uh, or more axles, and they are currently already used in Germany, in the Netherlands, as well as in Belgium, to save energy, to save carbon dioxide emissions, and to save costs, and also to save drivers, because here... Instead of having three trucks, you only need two of those longer trucks. So we encourage, obviously, intermodal transportation, which means to combine the use of train with road or the use of inland navigation with road for long distances. Uh, but I believe we need more pragmatic approaches than ideology. The main decisions that will impact climate change would, will probably not be taken in Luxembourg, but in other capitals of Europe. And uh, we just need to stay ahead and uh, um, know, our, know and measure our carbon dioxide activity and also find tools and uh, business models that allow us to improve the uh, bilan carbon. For, for this, we need also the right manpower. So talent acquisition is getting increasingly difficult for many companies and uh, the driver shortage is in the spotlight right now. Still, logistics companies are in competition for transport and warehouse employees. What do you think of the situation? Yeah, this is uh, indeed something we read across the world. Uh, in many places, uh, people during the pandemic changed their, uh, the way they think about life and they avoid certain jobs and they look for a different type of jobs than they have been in the past. So it's challenging, not only in Luxembourg, uh, but also in Europe. Um, but on the other side, I think uh, some people realize how important transport and logistics is. Uh, I'll give you an example. The king in Belgium recently visited a transport company you know, to take news and see what's happening at the, their location. And uh, we try to help people to be pragmatic, hands-on, uh, go into the industry and into the sector, uh, we work actively in, on an apprenticeship program for transport planners. Uh, we prepare, help to prepare young apprentices for a very demanding sector. And I invite you to listen to the two podcasts uh, which were dedicated to, on one side, the logistics apprenticeships uh, with the teacher who was talking about the program. And there's another one where you can also listen, and that one is the only podcast we did in Luxembourg. You can also listen to the apprentice point of view, apprentice's point of view. The sector is growing in higher salaries, 
but we probably have to invest more in automated warehouses and processes to run the business with less people. That's my private opinion. The Logistics Conversation podcasts uh, highlighted uh, many people here in Luxembourg and also, as you said, an apprentice, which was rather new, unique in my opinion. So it is now a, uh, the, the whole series is now a year old. And what was your feedback? Uh, throughout, obviously, this is something which we had to uh, learn and uh, see how it works. Uh, I think we did a great job. We interviewed 15 people in 12 podcasts in four languages. That's already a great achievement. It's not, not very often that podcasts exist in different languages. Uh, now people in Luxembourg and also around the world uh, that speak any of those four languages can listen to the podcast episode and learn about a very specific subject. This way, instead of having three seconds attention in uh, news on television or in, uh, in the papers, uh, interested people can listen as their time allows to key players from the sector and develop a broader opinion. Uh, we think we will have to be more international in 2022 and we seek the link between subjects and people abroad and its importance for Luxembourg. So please register and like our podcast and listen to our next podcast if you are interested in supply chain and logistics. And uh, time flies by. I must admit that the year went a bit too fast this year. And uh, the next one is just around the corner. What is your outlook for the coming year then? Yes, yeah, since I started my career over 30 years ago, companies were always expecting either typically better economic conditions for the next year or uh, and they were bullish or they expected worse economic conditions for the next year. Uh, currently, it, uh, there's a new, a new standard um, because what has really increased and is the expectation for 2022 is what we call volatility or VUCA. VUCA stands for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And some companies expect a continued strong economic situation and capacity constraints throughout 22, and probably continued disruptions. So you better, uh, you better order your products ahead and you better mix the necessary stocks. But in general, our members and administrations, they need to have a vision that is understood and communicated with clarity Uh, so that we can react to this uh, disruptions. This is called resilience, and I think we need to prepare to be more resilient. We can use new tools there, like artificial intelligence, data analysis, or sensors. They will help us to do the planning, and particularly the supply chain planning. But that planning will stay a major role, and uh, that will decide whether a company is successful or whether it runs behind others. Okay. And what is the C4L planning in next year? Thanks for this last question. Our three pillars, knowledge sharing, promoting Luxembourg, and our members in particular, as well as networking, hopefully more often and lobbying will stay our key priorities. But I would strengthen one field, and that's definitely innovation and digitization. Uh, supply chain is like Amazon or other e-commerce giants. We need smarter people with IT knowledge. We need engineers, creative people that understand that what the customer needs and what he wants. And then, as we say in Luxembourg, we have to make it happen. Well, thank you a lot, Malik, for this wrap-up at the end of the year. So it's the last podcast of 2022. And uh, thank you. 
Thank you very much, Ronnie, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, looking forward for 2022. And obviously, we wish uh, all our audience uh, an excellent 2022. Goodbye. Bye. Dear listeners, thank you for your interest. If you like the episode, please leave us your comment on iTunes or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud.